When you have a busy afternoon but also have an appetite for adventurous new recipes, try Blue Apron's heat and eat meals that offer quick and simple meals without sacrificing fresh and quality ingredients. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. The reasons to treat yourself to a frozen drink from Mickey D's go on and on and on. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. Your new flavor craze is here. From sweet and fruity frozen Fanta Wild Cherry to the classic cool of a frozen Coca-Cola to the tasty and tart frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry. Get any size for $1.59. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. The music playing in the background is called I Wish You Enough by Jeff Brisbane. Jeff Brisbane has honored us with being able to play this introduction. We wish you enough as you go through life, as you avoid the maze, or maybe choose to walk into walls and learn what's good for you and what's not. I've hit my head on walls many, many times in my life. But the best part of that is I learned from my mistakes. Today, I have Carol Chapman with us. And I met Carol through podmatch.com. And for those of you listening, if you have a story that you want to share, if you want to listen to some great podcasts, um, check out podmatch.com. You will find most of us they're recording with each other and sharing uh, information that um, just might make you say, aha, that sounds like me. So Carol Chapman, you were, you had a very successful corporate career. And a lot of us um, have worked in corporate America. And many of us really thought that that's exactly where we wanted to be. And I really believe that Someday, my coworkers would find me underneath my desk because I had worked so hard and worked so long that that is where my life ended. But I'm so glad that was not my journey. So tell us a little bit about your journey in corporate America and what you're doing today. Uh, I would love to. And thank you so much, Karen, for inviting me on your show. It's such a pleasure to be here. And like so many others who take that same path, I will have to say that I, can't, I, I wouldn't change it. I learned a lot from it, but I reached a point where it was no longer for me. And there were times, uh, there were things in my life and emotions that were surfacing that were, I wasn't recognizing, I, I knew that they were there, but I, let's put it this way, I was in denial. And I probably should have left corporate much sooner, but there was a reason why I was there. But there are two, there was one really defining moment in my life 
that started me on that path. And of course, as you know, our paths are always very windy and mine wound a lot of different ways. But when I was uh, in first grade, I was living abroad. My father was in the Air Force and I was going to, uh, to school. Um, of course, I was going to school. But um, that was a very traumatic experience for me. And the reason I say that is that it was at such an early age that the first and only time I was ever bullied. And I was bullied by a, by a teacher, my first grade teacher. And of course, you know, first grade teachers are supposed to be role models. Right. And supposed to be um, helpful, not hurtful. And uh, it was a, a very difficult time for me, but really to make a long story short, I had a hearing problem, but they didn't know it at the time. Every time I would get tested, I would test fine. But this teacher made me feel so stupid and belittled me at every opportunity. And I, I that when that occurred, it just, it, 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 it morphed into something even more where I started just, you know, creating stories in my head and feeling so fearful. And, and it was even reached a point where I would actually feel sick and, you know, pretend that I was sick because I didn't want to go to school, but I actually actually make myself sick because of the terror that I felt, the fear that I felt. And it really uh, hit a, a boiling point one day when she left the room and she said, you know, do work on your assignment and, and I don't want anyone, you know, to, to leave the, the room, just, you know, do what you're supposed to do and don't talk. And so she left the room and it seemed like forever and ever that she, she just didn't come back. And I really had to pee. Uh, you know, I had to go to the bathroom so bad, but I was, I, I was paralyzed. I could not move. And I knew that if I left, she would definitely come back and then I would just be chastised. Sure. And so, um, I ended up peeing in my pants and it fell all over the floor and I was just mortified. And so that experience, um, it turns out I came back to the U.S. and they found out I had a hearing problem. Fortunately, I had my, my, my tonsils and adenoids removed and that corrected the problem, but I almost went deaf. But from that point forward, I was bound and determined to prove that I was not stupid, that I was smart enough, that I was good enough, and that I was not stupid. And it took a long time. It took, you know, two, three years to pull my grades up. And I was just uh, so I, I became so achievement oriented that I did everything I possibly could to to be uh, as, uh, to demonstrate that I sure. was smart. So I was the first in my uh, in my family to graduate from college. So I set high standards for myself and I jumped. I found my my jumping point into business um, was just to just dive right in to the corporate world. And I did. And, you know, I had several different um, opportunities um, over the years, but I, I ended up um, the, my last role. And I've been there for about 12 years with WIS was with Intercontinental Hotels Group, which was you know, just a, a, a fabulous company to work for. It's just so much fun being in the, the hospitality industry and, and, and hotels in particular. Uh, but I found myself, you know, um, looking to uh, prove to 
to everyone else externally, I wasn't really listening to what was really inside me and what what was what was important to me. And so over time, I just um, I just worked my way up the corporate ladder and I worked myself to exhaustion and I reached a point um, I was uh, living abroad. I was uh, uh, as a, as an expat. I was head of human resources for Asia Pacific, traveling all over the place. And, uh, and I was, I reached the point where it was, it was, it became so bureaucratic, you know, when you're in, um, corporate, you know, there's a lot of politics right. and when you get, the higher you get, the more politics you have to deal with. And, and so it just became very, uh, uh difficult to, to continue in, in the role. And I've reached the point after 23 years, it's like, you know, I think I've had enough. Uh, even though I've I've seen the world, I've done everything I wanted to do in corporate. There's got to be something else, and so there was something else calling within me, and it was screaming, and it was my heart. My heart was finally was actually screaming at me because the mind kept kept um, uh, you know the the mind is the ego basically, right. and it kept shutting down the heart. And so finally, my heart break broke through uh, one day, and I just said, "I just I got to get out of here." But I, I, it didn't happen that fast. Uh, I, I worked another five months, and I worked uh, um, and negotiated a very nice severance package, and ended up coming back to the U.S. Um, and starting a whole new life. And then two months later, I had I suffered a brain aneurysm. So, and wow. again. I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I had lots of things in between them, but, you know, the brain aneurysm was something that was, you know, it, it was a good thing that I made the, the decision to leave because I could have been somewhere in the farthest reaches of China, not uh, not having access quickly enough to, uh, you know, the, the right medical sure. facilities. So I was very fortunate in that respect to um, get back to the U S but again, it was, I was very lucky too with the aneurysm. I was in ICU for 14 days and, you know, they had to actually go in and do surgery, but fortunately it was a slow bleed. And uh, I didn't, the only thing, the only thing I really suffered was uh, fatigue. And, but that was a, a huge wake up call. It was a gift in some respects, because it really made me understand how life is so precious and we can't, uh, we can't wait to follow our dreams, our right. deepest desires, and what our heart is, 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 is telling us, we have to listen. And so it's at that point, I really started listening to my heart. And so I wanted to move into um, more of an entrepreneurial, uh, um, you know, direction of my life and help others. And so I, uh, I started um, uh, a consulting business and then I ended up uh, partnering with uh, an, another gal. Um, and we, we ended up uh, creating a business uh, that helped organizations build their brands from the inside out. And again, um, looking still following my heart, but in over eight years, we built that business. And then I ended up just needing to move on because I, again, I was following my heart, what I needed to do. And, and then, you know, long story short, just getting, you know, moving fast forward, um, a couple of other ventures. And then finally, I just decided I really love personal development. Um, I love helping others. And I had, um, had, uh, 
uh, been been a coach. I got certified as a coach um, years prior to that, but I had never really used it. And so I wanted to use, apply that. And then I just wanted to do things in a different way. And I really wanted to help others really tap into their heart center and live a heart centered life. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm helping others to um, uh, dis discover the inner, uh, you know, the, the inner planes within right. them um, to expand their awareness and to, to ma master um, and, and break those, those negative habits, those, 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 those patterns that don't serve us and help people lead with the heart, lead with love and allow the mind to serve us, the ego to, to, to serve the, the heart. So that's the journey that I'm on right now. Well, and I have to tell you, I'm sure there are people who are listening to this. They're saying, well, you know, Carol just got lucky. You know, she just, you know, she had support or she found the right job or she got the right degree. And, you know, she made these changes. And the reality of it is, and I was one of those people probably 15 years ago that would have said that um, until I realized that, wait a second, it's up to us. Like you said, listening to your heart. If you're waking up every day and you're going through the motions of, uh, and you're convincing yourself, I like what I'm doing or everything's okay. That takes a lot of energy. It's when you do what makes you feel good. Um, and it comes from within. It's not making you feel good from the outside. And I love the fact that you were able to do numerous transitions. And for those people who are sitting out there and saying, yeah, but I just can't leave my job or I don't have a great job. I'm not making enough money to be able to do. You know what? Do you have an extra hour each week to do what you really love to do? Because if you do, you might be able to grow that. But you have to have a purpose and you have to want to do it. And that's what I see in you. You had a purpose. You were going to make sure that you felt good at the end of that day. And absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it, uh, like I said, it was a windy path. And, um, and actually, that aneurysm was was a wake up call, but it was right. an even bigger wake up call, because I started seeing, feeling, experiencing the world differently. I had always been into meditation, um, into, you know, uh, spending time in stillness and, and getting, getting quiet. But there, there was a time when I was in corporate life, you know, things were so fast paced that you lose, you lose sight of that, you lose track of it and you, you lose, uh, that the touch, uh, with, with the inner, um, but I started seeing and experiencing things differently and, uh, it was difficult to even share it with other people because, you know, er everyone else is just so externally focused, but I, I wasn't, I was starting to really focus on working on myself, working on, on who I was, what I wanted to be. And, and knowing that I, each and every day, something new is unfolding and evolving within me. And that's, that's what we need to honor is that purpose is not just, it's right. It's not just out there. Purpose is here and we live it each and every day and it evolves. It changed with, with uh, changes within us as we evolve. 
And so it's important to honor that. So this morning, I, I did another interview uh, podcast with um, a woman who lives in Sweden. And typically, you know, you might think, well, Sweden, you know, there's a big difference. Uh, culture is different. They're on the other side of the wor world. They have more darkness. And um, within 30 seconds of just introducing ourselves to each other, we were on the same plane. It was like, oh my gosh, this is why I do this, because we can all find a little bit of ourselves in someone else. And it's not that we have to mimic what the other person's doing, but to become mindful of what our opportunities are in this world. And especially now, um, since the pandemic, so many of us have learned that we can live in a virtual world. Um, it's still nice to live in reality, but for many of us, living in a virtual world means that we can grow in a different way that we never did before. Um, I have people who say to me, you know, do you ever leave your studio? You seem to always be recording. And I said, I meet more interesting people through Zoom I'm sorry than I do in the grocery store. In the grocery store, everybody's <laughs> in a hurry and they want to grab something off the shelf because it's the last one. But in these conversations, we're learning, you know, that our soul has so much to do with who we are. And so many of us forgot that when we were growing up because we were so focused. So I'm going to take you back to being that little girl in the classroom because um, I wasn't bullied by my teachers, um, but I remember having a few accidents in the classroom and how humiliating that is because back in my day going to school, um, you were expected to hold it till bathroom break. It's not like in today's classrooms when kids are getting up and just going to the bathroom because they gotta go or they just wanna get out of the classroom. Um, and I can't imagine how terrible that was for you as a young child. Were you able to express it to your family at all or to anybody else at the school? Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, the, 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 I think the one thing that was really, really helpful was my, my bro I had a brother that was four years old and he would walk me. Um, to class and, and walk me, you know, home from class. And of course, I got belittled for that. Hey, you know, your big brother's got to, you know, take care of you. Um, but my, my brother was uh, ex extremely understanding. My parents were very understanding. And, um, and, and there were times my mother would um, let me stay home from school. Um, but they, they didn't realize the extent of the trauma because I didn't really share it share it because as much because I was really ashamed. There was a certain amount of shame that you know being uh, why I felt like I felt singled out, sure. and I felt that if I were to to really share this, my mother knew that something was was wrong, um, 
and they they you know they couldn't quite figure it out and it really wasn't until i got back to the the states where we realized that it was a hearing problem and you know if you can't hear you know you're not uh, able to really take in information and process it properly and and then of course you know just the just the the fear that continued to to build i mean i'm surprised i didn't have a a breakdown uh, then, but, um, you know, as kids we're resilient. Um, but you know, each, each event like that builds over time and it leads to our conditioning, uh, over time, our belief system, uh, le leads to limiting beliefs about ourselves, how we view the world, uh, how we view ourselves. And I had very low self-esteem, uh, for a, a long time. But I was still, I, I, there was something in me, there was an inner strength that moved me forward. And when I finally had my hearing corrected and I could hear properly, I, I, I saw the opportunities and I was able to apply myself in, in a different way in a normal way. Sure. And I saw, I, I started to see results. And because of those results, again, it was still externally focused. It wasn't so much internally uh, focused. And I think that's where we, we lose track of who we are because we're always, as, as we're growing up and we're, 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 we're having the experiences and, you know, you have the peer pressure, you have the parents telling you this and that, and you have society saying this or that. And then, we, you know, we learn these, these patterns over time. And then when you, you, you put on top of that, all the self-limiting beliefs uh, through the negative experiences that you have, you've really lost, lost touch with who you really are Absolutely. as, as a sentient being, you know, and, and then we begin to live our lives in a way that we're trying to please, please others. And we put on this persona, this mask, and, you know, we have to just be willing to let the mask, you know, drop the mask and really be true to who we are. And, and that's, and that's what I love about this podcast is that you bring on so many different people from different walks of life and you allow them to share their stories but really at the core of all of it it's it is about being true to who you are and 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 sh sharing your vulnerabilities but at the same time sharing those those challenges and how you have overcome those challenges and helped um helped yourself and and in some respects helped others. Well, you know, it is interesting. I didn't have a problem with my hearing when I was young. Um, but about 15 years ago, they found a um, very small tumor in my left ear. And they said, we need to go in and take it out and do some reconstruction of, of the ear. And made it sound like, hey, it's no big deal. And so I went along with it. I said, okay didn't realize I was losing any hearing. Um, but in the meantime, the doctor started on the wrong ear. And so uh, damaged my right ear. When he went into my left ear, um, he didn't really look at the whole tumor. So he didn't take it all out. Now, luckily it was benign, 
but he left part of it in there. Um, needless to say, after recovering from surgery, um, I had hearing loss and it was my wonderful, not surgeon, but ENT who said to me, Karen, you need hearing aids. And I was like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm too young for it. I'm working in a very young industry. No, I can't wear hearing aids. And I fought him for about 30 days when I realized I wasn't hearing. Um, so I got hearing aids um, and I'm very adamant about wearing them and making sure they're right and upgrading them and everything else. But in the beginning, probably for oh, five years, maybe a little longer, I wouldn't let anybody know I was wearing them. Made sure my hair covered them. And, you know, and if they were going to squeal, I turned them down before that would happen. And then one day I just said, no, this is who I am now. And it's okay. And if I have a problem hearing you, because hearing aids only aid your hearing, they don't give you that normal hearing back. I said, maybe it will help somebody else. Maybe somebody else will realize they're having difficulty hearing, or maybe they don't speak clearly. And so I use this as my platform to be able to share. And the interesting part was I started doing studies and found out how many young children today have hearing issues. You know, hearing issues are not just for those of us who get older. And that is just one of the many reasons we do this podcast, because when you tell your story and we can feed off each other, it sounds normal, natural, and maybe that person listening can say, oh, I'm not alone. No, exactly. We're all human. We all have experiences that, that all of us can relate to, uh, similar experiences. And, and I think we find that there's more in common that we all have than that is not in common. Absolutely. And that is the beauty of, of um, sharing and connecting. And I'm so glad that you shared that experience because that is something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. But I, I, I would imagine that out of that adversity, you have found opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and not putting my husband down. So I want the audience to know this, but he's probably the only one who has difficulty communicating with me because he, he sees me so active. He forgets that I'm wearing hearing aids and he's expecting them to be perfect. And so when I say, what did you say? Or, your voice dropped, it's typically it's, no, it didn't, you know. Um, but the reality of it is I'm learning about that. And when I see it in other people doing that with their loved ones or their coworkers, um, typically I'll just step in and say, I want you to understand, okay? They're not trying to annoy you by asking over and over again, what'd you say? They're trying to let you know that this is where their threshold is. And I think that's about anything that we do in life, that if we can be aware of what that other person has experienced, and I'm not saying hang out all of our dirty laundry, okay, but if we don't understand it, 
how can we communicate? Absolutely. And I think it's uh, most important for each of us to watch our own thoughts and observe our own thoughts, observe what is going on inside us, particularly as we are talking, because, you know, we're constantly chattering to ourselves. Right. And, and hopefully, um, and for most people, it's a lot of negative chatter. Um, but we really want to work towards not having that negative chatter, all that self-referential, you know, stuff going on in our heads and help and help others. So it really um, is about as, as we are connecting and we are sharing with one another, it's having that, being able to relate, being able to have that compassion, um, being able to uh, interact with an open heart, to be able to to share that experience and, 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 and be together in our vulnerabilities, because in our vulnerabilities is where we find that connection. Because, you know, as humans, most of us really want to help one another. We don't want to hurt one another. Right. But what happens is the freaking ego, you know, gets in the way. And that's why we have so many issues that we're dealing with today, because there's this huge ego force that is, is alive and active within the world. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it just, um, but to, to help others understand that being, being more, uh, being more compassionate and understanding it, um, it takes practice. It takes practice. Even just operating from our heart takes practice. And the more that you do it, the more that you will be compassionate, um, understanding, patient, flexible, you'll be happier, you'll be freer. Um, but when we're when we're not uh, operating within our heart, what happens is that that heart starts to, 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 to close up. And we're just constantly in the mind and the mind is always going to protect you. So you're always going to be more critical, more negative, um, you're, you're, you're less um, compassionate and less patient uh, with others. And it's so important for us to pay attention to the inner dialogue and what is happening within ourselves and to take opportunities like you have with you know, the, the, the and, and me, you know, the things that, that we have been through and to see the opportunities uh, rather than the negative with it and to, to focus on that. Well, and I do believe that the generation that I come from, um, you know, we were taught, you know, if you work hard, you'll be rewarded. Everything's going to be okay. Someday you're going to retire. You're going to have a pension, a gold watch, all these things. Now, if I look at my parents' life, that didn't happen for them either, okay? But my parents were always looking to, okay, how can I get this better? How can I keep going? And they did. Um, and so I learned that from them that I may not, you know, get that promotion, get that better salary, move on to another company that's going to want me even more. Um, and at times, yeah, I did say to myself, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get ahead? And just as I would say that, I would think of something that maybe I could do that would get me ahead in some way. And so over the years, um, you know, I started support groups. 
I had some small businesses. Um, and when I ended those tasks, I had the people around me saying, I guess you didn't succeed. And in the beginning, I agreed with them. But it took me a while to say, no, I did succeed because I got what I needed out of it. And maybe I touched one other person. I can't be expected to do much more than that. And so I say to our listeners, you know, you, you've got to, it's like Carol said, you've got to feel that heart. You got to feel the heartbeat and know where it's going. Um, and the voices in our heads, we all have them. You know, it's not just the cartoon characters. Right. And the best way to really um, listen to your heart is to get quiet, be still. And what happens is when we start to be still, things, and over time, you know, we start to calm down and that talks starts to calm down and we can listen to that voice within. So it's just taking the opportunity to get quiet because if we're not doing that, then the mind is always going to be at work and it's always going to be in the driver's seat. So you want the mind to take a back seat and listen to your heart and allow the mind to, to serve because, you know, in some respects, the mind uh, is very, very beneficial for us. You know, it solves problems. It helps us live our everyday life. We, we need the ego to move us forward sure. and, and take action and get things going, but we can't, um, we can't let it drive everything because it wants to protect us at every, at, at all costs. And so it wants to, to, if, if it's, it's, if it's fearful or afraid or anxious, you know, it wants to protect us from, from, from all of that. So it's important to take the time to get quiet. And once you get quiet, that's when you really start to listen to your heart. And the more that you do that, the more that you can operate within your heart and follow that as an internal guidance system for you and, and give you the opportunity to put the heart in the driver's seat because the heart never lies. The heart is always right. It's always, it's what's right for us. And what happens is the mind is, is fixated on what everyone else thinks because it's, it's trying to protect you, but the heart is, 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 it knows what's best for you. I love that. Well, I have to thank you for being on with us and sharing this, but how can our listeners find you? Because one of the things I say today is, you know, Zoom brings us close together. And when you find somebody who's out there coaching and um, they don't have to be in your own backyard anymore, uh, we can work with people that are going to um, help guide us. And that's what a coach does. So how can our listeners find you? Well, they can find us uh, at heartsriseup.com, H-E-A-R-T-S rise r-i-s-e up up.com also we have a free uh a, a free meditation access your inner wisdom which will uh, give you it's a guided meditation and it will give you the opportunity to tap into your heart center 
and tap into what your and listen to your heart and what your inner wisdom is sharing with you, um, which is a, it's a great meditation. So they can find us at heartsriseup.com. And on that, um, that uh, homepage, uh, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the access your inner wisdom meditation. How, how wonderful. And for those of you listening, if you said, oh, I already forgot it, don't worry, it's in the show notes. So there's no excuse. Um, because I know we all make excuses to make changes in our life. Um, and if you're thinking that you need to do something, you know, start talking about it, start feeling it, start trying to, you know, do it in baby steps. Um, as I told somebody today, for the last year, due to health reasons, um, I put on weight. And when you look at um, my catalog of food and exercise, my doctors are scratching their heads and going, there's no way, you know, did you lie in this? And I said, no. And you can ask my husband, you know, and they said to me, well, you need to try something else. So I went out publicly today and said, okay, everybody, I'm on Weight Watchers points. A number of you have done it. Okay. I need that support. And what I want people to know is that when I filled it out, I didn't look at it and say, oh, in one month, I have to lose 20 pounds. What I said was, in one year, I need to lose 40 pounds or feel healthier. And if healthier is the answer, that is wonderful for me. So take those baby steps, listen to your heart. And please follow Carol Chapman because she has a lot of great information to share with you. And we all need some inspiration. And I think that's what you gave us today, Carol. Thank you so much. It's Thank been a pleasure. You. Have a great day now. All right. Bye-bye. When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. 